This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Welcome to Special Teams, a production of iHeartRadio. Greetings and welcome inside Special Teams with Jason Smith and Mike Harmon, our podcast that takes a look back at very big years in sports and very special teams that achieve. Sometimes it's football, sometimes it's basketball, sometimes it's baseball, sometimes it's soccer, sometimes it's hockey, sometimes it's mumbledy peg. Although I like, you know, sometimes in the mumbledy peg, it's you get get real blood if you cut somebody's finger. Yeah, but we had to do that in two parts. It was so big. Yeah, mumbledy peg. Well, there have it been some big so mumbledy long. peg years. Because there's big moments. Yes. When oh, you start playing that. There goes a ring finger. I mean, the Ooh. highlights are really next level. Oh, there goes a thumb. Some of them you've got to really spend a lot of time editing to get the expletives out. Today we are looking back at the magical year of 1991 and not one, but two special teams. So a bit of a wrinkle we have for you today because we're looking back the 1991 college football season, which resulted in a co-national championship between the Washington Huskies and the Miami Hurricanes, a championship that because of the way it ended with a split national title helped foster what would eventually become the BCS and what would eventually become the college football playoff. Long road to get to the playoffs, but I shake my my fist, as many people do, upon hearing the term BCS. <laughs> See, and it's their fault. It's your fault, Miami. It's your fault, Washington. And now what you have to remember, and, and I'm sure everybody remembers this, but just in case, is back in the 90s, before we got to the BCS system, the national championship was awarded by two properties, the Associated Press and the Coaches Poll. And what happened is we saw the bowl games played, and whoever was the number one team in the country, usually they win their bowl game. 
there voted number one in the end. But this year we had a split national title, second year in a row, because we're coming off the split national title the year before. The Associated Press goes one way, the coaches poll goes the other way. We got into this a little bit in the split national title between Michigan and Nebraska in one of our earlier podcasts. Well, we chuckle anytime you say coaches poll, because like, all right, information director, who did Sorry, you vote yeah. for? Yeah, the, the, the guy whose son came to visit the coach and the coach said, hey, just fill out my bracket fill for this me out. here. Fill this out. See why I, have. I got some game tape to watch. Leave me alone. <laughs> so the season begins for the 1991 Washington and Miami teams. Who do you want to do first, Washington or Miami? Why don't we start with the Huskies? All right. Yeah, we've got some personal connections to that team, so uh, let's give them the honors. We do? Who's our, our buddy Lincoln Kennedy? Oh, right. Yes. Long time. Yes, I forgot about Colleague that. Colleague at Fox Sports Radio, yeah, College yeah, Football yeah. Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, yeah. All around good guy. Is he? Oh, he's, Lady, a, but is he, though? he's a tremendous individual. But is he? But yeah. is he really? Yeah, and he's walking in front of you. I mean, he, he blocks the sun. <laughs> he he does. He is a, a very big, big dude, and he played on this team. The 1991 Washington Huskies, coached by Don James, had high hopes coming into the season, much like many teams we talk about here on the podcast. They have high hopes. Everybody's got high hopes. Coming into the year, they were coming off a really good 1990 year, and Mark Brunel was the starting quarterback for Washington. He looked like he was going to become one of the next star quarterbacks in college football, but he rips up his knee in the spring and he is done for months. And the Washington Huskies have to open up with their backup quarterback, Billy Joe Hobart, who was going to start for Brunel while he rehabbed and tried to race his way back into the lineup. Well, remember how the year before, right, they get a big Rose Bowl win, but a late season loss to UCLA kept them from having a, a stake at the national title. So they're all salty. And now you have your quarterback go down in in the spring, wondering how quickly you can rehab him. And again, knee injuries then, 1991's a whole other ballgame. Oh, like, yeah, I, yeah. I got hurt back then. Like Things they wouldn't clear me for <laughs> trying to look at. No, but in all seriousness, a broken leg. That I that I did when I was in high school that I had, you know, they wouldn't sign off on me when I was looking to go to a military academy. Back then, if you're a quarterback, ah, knee injury. Ah, we may see you again. We may not. For Brunel, <laughs> fortunately, long term, it worked out pretty well, Jaguars. Uh, but short term, open the door for for a replacement. So the 17th year of Don James's run at Washington, who were the star players? We told you about Mark Brunel, who did come back into action that year. Billy Joe Hobart, who, oh, by the way, goes from, hey, this is a guy that won the national championship to, this guy brought down the Huskies program a year later, something we'll get into later on in the podcast. Napoleon Kaufman was their big running back. He was just a freshman. He was so fast. Obviously, he's known for the horrific knee injury he suffered in the National Football League, but this is back when he was a freshman, and he mm -hmm. was so fast. I mean, you watch this guy in artificial turf, and there was nobody who was better than he was. On defense, Steve Entman. Went very high in the draft to Marco Farr, who I've done many shows with uh, in the course of my Ram, career doing sports talk radio. Rams coverage in Los Angeles after a, a nice career in the National Football League. Uh, a guy I've run into at several taco places through the years here in L.A. Very crazy. So they were the team to beat in the then Pac-10 conference. Meanwhile, the Miami Hurricanes 
Dennis Erickson, head coach. Ed Orgeron was on the staff. Yeah. A very young Eddie O, who they probably couldn't understand anything he was saying. No, he kind of mumbled like the dude from The Waterboy. Uh, still does, but it's been successful for him and his coaching career. Uh, this is a team that wound up finishing 12-0 and overall. They played a partial conference schedule in the Big East. Things were really messy, and... Miami was able to get out of the gate fast and become the rock stars of college football. I say this because where do you see some of the star power they had on this team? Guys that went to the NFL that you go, my goodness, these guys were great. You had Leon Searcy, right? You had Gino Toretta, who went on to win the Heisman Trophy. You had Michael Barrow, Daryl Williams, Jesse Armstead. Dwayne Johnson was a freshman on this team. Yes, that Dwayne Johnson, the rock was on this team. Horace Copeland played in the NFL for a long time. It was top to bottom back when the Miami Hurricanes were really the bad boys of college football back in their midst of their rivalry with Notre Dame. Jimmy Johnson had left to go to the Dallas Cowboys, the program in great hands with Dennis Erickson. I do want to point out before we get into this that the Big East uh, football standings of 1991, uh-huh. which Miami played a partial schedule, they were not your Big East champions. That was number 11 Syracuse. Oh, which boy. finished 5-0-0 in the Big East, back when you played like five conference games. I don't even remember any of the stars from that Syracuse team. Oh, there were, there were so I mean, many. I know that's Pascaloni, right? Yeah, there, oh, yeah. There, there, that was him taking over for Dick McPherson. Uh, that was, I believe, uh, Ernie Davis in the backfield, Floyd <laughs> Little, sure. Jim Brown. Jim Brown was just doing it all. Uh, Marvin Harrison, uh, you know, Marvin Graves. McNabb was under of, center. A lot sure. of guys named Marvin. You know, no, that- not, yeah, I like that. <laughs> no, I, certainly Quentin Spotwood was catching some passes yeah. on the outside. Quentin Spotwood. I like that. Showing you some Syracuse knowledge. That is Take pretty that. good. That is pretty good. So these are your teams. Miami highly rated coming into the season, as was Washington, 3,000 miles away. What was everybody else talking about besides college football in 1991? Let's take a look back at that year in review. 1991 home improvement with uh, Tim Allen uh, Wilson. Wow, why, why are you just grunting like well, that? Well, that's what he did. I know, but he grunted you, a lot. I know, but I, that sounded really weird that you just started grunting. I don't know. I like just, I said, Tim Allen's name was like a Pavlovian response in you. Yeah, I'm gonna grunt. It was either uh, that or I was gonna start running lines from Galaxy Quest, but I thought those might be a bit <laughs> obscure for people. <laughs> no, I was giving him the we're finished line. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, Ren and Stimpy debuted in 1991. You idiot. As did the Jerry Springer show. Nice. You know, it really it really gets me that. I, I guess I, I feel like in this day and age, it shouldn't shock me, but it's still, at that time, this guy was the mayor of Cincinnati. Yeah, I know. And now he's a guy saying, you are not the father. No, 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 it's Maury. He also debuted that year. Oh, that's right. Maury did it's debut Maury that year. doing that. Yeah. Jerry Springer was just, how can I get a bunch of craziness up on that's the stage? Yeah. And then Steve, who was the security guy, he got him show, himself a show for a decade. Steve, 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 <laughs> Steve. No, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs was still years away. Movies in theaters, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Had everybody running to the box office. I feel like Bob Goen. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have the hair. But uh, it also had a Guns N' Roses song. Everyone was quiet watching The Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. 
Oscar winner for a few minutes on screen. Still terrifying. Beauty and the Beast was the latest hit by Disney on the animation screen. Sell, sell, sell. I remember going to that, uh, you know, that was date night with in high school. I mean, and crazy. And everyone wanted to have sex on top of a fire truck because of backdraft. Whoa. Well, now, whoa. I'm, now I'm Russ Leatherman. <laughs> if you would like to see a sex scene with Billy Baldwin and Jennifer Jason Lee, press one now. And here I was going to start quoting Bull. You go... <laughs> I go. I mean, <laughs> well, don't spoil it for anybody. No, it's been a minute. You know, obviously, 91 was a very heavy year as well. The beginning of Operation Desert Storm. Mike Tyson was arrested. It was a, a very heavy year in the news. And the Gulf War really took on the majority of the news cycle for a long time. Yeah, you had that. You had a lot of uh, world leaders change out. Mikhail Gorbachev. Uh, resign, Lech Walesa. You had You had a bunch of uh, turmoil and, and just changeover in world powers. When I found out when the Gulf War was on, I was in my History of the Horror Film class at Syracuse. Right, I took, I wow, took that. Okay. Yeah. History of the Horror it was a great class. It was so awesome. And we were watching a movie, and the, the class was, we'd watch a movie one night and then talk about it the next night. And that was that was a class. And it was such a great class. I mean, come on, Did watch you break down the attack of the, the killer time. tomatoes? No, we what? didn't watch that. We watched good. Come on, we watched good stuff. And we were watching a movie, and the, the, the Gulf War was announced, and somebody opened up the big, like we're in a big auditorium. Someone opened up the big doors and yelled, we just bombed Iraq. The war's on. And everybody's like muttering to each other going, hey, what do I do? What do, I do? And half the people got up to leave. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I get that. And then our professor stood up and said, you are all responsible for this movie for tomorrow. Still got to do your work. Yep. Show must go on. I think we were watching Suspiria. I mean, not the remake, Suspiria. but the old one. Yeah, Suspiria, the old movie, was really good. I mean, the, the I original. I that one. Suspiria. Oh, it's an Italian horror movie. Okay. There are a lot of great horror movies that came out of Italy in the 80s and 90s. I'll have to go revisit that. Yeah, well, trust me. Maybe that'll be an episode of a podcast. Yeah. Uh, that was the precursor of all the great European NBA players who came over in the 90s. They so were inspired was, by the horror films. Yeah, to, we had horror movies in the 80s. Over the United States. And then we had players like Dirk come over in the 90s. That's what it was. How about that? So that's where we are going into the college football season of 1991. Coming up next, we have controversy. We have games interrupted on television on a Saturday because of hearings. And the very first, wide right. As we celebrate Washington and Miami, their dual 1991 national championship here on special teams. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 
bed. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Continuing on with special teams, Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, our show heard on Fox Sports Radio Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. on the East Coast, 7 to 11 on the West Coast. We are your genial hosts. As we look back at big teams and big years in sports history, today, continuing on with 1991, the shared national championship as we break down two teams for you, the Washington Huskies and the Miami Hurricanes. Both teams highly rated coming into the season. For the Miami Hurricanes, it was no problem early on. They blitzed to a 4-0 record, beating Oklahoma State 40-3 in early October, setting up their first big showdown of the year against number 9 Penn State in a game in which they would win 26-20. But this game wasn't really known as much for what Miami did as the fact that this game was interrupted outside of South Florida because of the Clarence Thomas hearings. He was nominated to the Supreme Court. He was then accused of sexual misconduct by Anita Hill. And the world was consumed with Clarence Thomas. Is he going to be okayed as a Supreme Court justice? Is he going to wind up not getting it? This is a very big story. And when the hearings resumed, ABC cut away from this game to go show the Clarence Thomas hearings. So if you're watching this game nationwide, it's, wait a minute, I, I, I still want to watch football. I don't want to watch this. I want to watch football. Well, it's before the current 2019 world where you could go put it on any one of your cable properties. If you'd like to watch this, Fox <laughs> Business Channel has a flip over here. Right? How crazy is that? Like Fox Business Channel has football. I remember watching Stanford and Cal on Fox Business Channel because there was they had to put the game someplace because other things happened and, and games ran overtime. Well, I've been at watering holes, restaurant, and people are like, what, what am I watching here? Because you'll see the commercial, hey, on Monday's show, come back to it's like, no, 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 it's really the football game. Just calm down. It'll it'll get back there in a second. Just a different set of ads. It'll be there. But yeah, it's it's just a different world in terms of how news is disseminated, how people get their reach through their phones or laptops or in this case, multiple cable channels. I mean, it was it was really shocking to think that there was no other way to watch the game. There was no we're not moving into a sister station. We're not watching on PBS. You're not going anywhere else. Because look, cable was still in its infancy in early nineties, but everybody had 55, 60 channels. Yeah. You could have found a way to do it. In theory, yes, but you, at that point, perhaps, you know, the, there wasn't the need or desire, or maybe we looked at politics and the world a little differently some 20, 
29, 30 years ago. It was a big day for Gino Toretta at quarterback. He threw an 80-yard touchdown pass to Horace Copeland, a 42-yard touchdown pass to Lamar Thomas, but Penn State fought back and had a chance to potentially win this game. Tony Saka throws a pick late in the fourth quarter on a play that has been subject of a lot of controversy because Darrell Williams, who was their best defensive back and was a first-round pick in the NFL, caught the ball outside of the goal line, but his momentum kind of carried him into the end zone, and then he kind of ran, and he ran out of bounds. And the clock stopped, and it probably should have been a safety that Penn State cuts the score to 26-22 and then gets the football back with at least a few seconds left because this play happened in the final minute. It's a play now that you would watch and go, well, he caught it. Okay, momentum in the end zone. He tried to run. Wait, wait, can't just, wait a minute. That's a safety, but not ruled a safety on the field. And Miami escapes. Well, and with no uh, replay, although in 2019, would replay have gotten it right even if they went back to check the uh, tape? There is that. Right, you there have the, the old rule of thumbs. Like, oh, if we only had the technology, it's like, eh, sometimes <laughs> it really doesn't clear things up either. But, you know, for, for Joe Paterno and, and, Mich- and, and for Penn State... I got Michigan on the brain. That's all right. Because you're, Michigan, Michigan. you're a Michigan guy. No, we talked about But the idea of Joe Paterno... And Penn State was only in year two in the Big Ten. So it's a different world as opposed to the the past years as a juggernaut outside of that structure. So this was a huge game, two top ten teams, and it ends just like that. Miami came into the year ranked number three after this win against Penn State. They stayed at number two, and then they would go on to many big-time victories, but we'll get to their next close game coming up in a couple of minutes. For the Washington Huskies, they started out, they were ranked number four out of the gate. And again, they didn't have too much problem their first few weeks. They got back-to-back shutouts of Arizona and Toledo, 54-0, 48-0. And after these couple of games, the Washington defense started taking on a life of its own as it was widely viewed as the best defense in college football. Well, what was interesting about it, though, right, as we mentioned, the injury to Brunel and Hobart having to take over as you go into games at Stanford, at Nebraska, Two places where you're like, all right, first-year quarterback, first-year attempt to start a season. You, you thought with, with Brunel it was going to roll, and instead, Entman and the, the defense take on a whole other life. They had beaten Nebraska early in the season, 36-21. That was their closest game. Nebraska was a top-10 team. They go into a game October 19th at Cal, who is ranked seventh in the country. And I remember this game. I remember watching it. I remember everything about it because I can say it because it's years later. I illegally bet on this game. Look at that. I illegally Statute gambled of Limitations on this game. is gone. You know how I remember. And this was kind of Pac-12 after dark before Pac-12 after dark. I remember this because I won a lot of money on this. Now, I'm a, really? I'm a college senior at this point. Okay. And I knew a guy who knew a guy oh, who did no, parlay no, sheets. Oh, okay. Right, who did parlay I, sheets. I thought you were going to say who was really close to a player on the team, no, 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 and yeah, I was going to yeah. start sinking underneath my chair. I can't tell you who it is, but his name rhymes with Schmeev Schmemtman. No, no, no. No, I whoa, knew a guy who knew a guy whoa. that did parlay yeah. sheets, and I this was a five-team parlay, and I bet $10 on it, right? And back then, it was like if you hit five games, you won like 60 bucks. 
right? Then you had to go five for five. And this was my last game of the day. And I bet Cal because they were getting 14 points. And I'm saying, Cal's at home. I know Washington's good, but they're getting 14 points. Cal's pretty good. Mike Pulaski is a pretty good quarterback. He was a quarterback at Cal. And I said, okay, you know, this is going to be, this is going to be a big day. I'm going to win. And I wound up winning because Washington wins this game in dramatic fashion by a touchdown, 24-17, but I don't care because I was getting 14 points, and I was $60 richer, which when I was 21, 60 bucks. The beer I bought I was last say, that's like a, a lot of $2. Oh, the, the Peels Bar Bottles, because we were in a big Peels Bar Bottles thing back then. The Peels Bar Bottles, we I bought like four cases, then they were like $10. We were drinking those for like a month and a half. I was a little nervous that you were going to start telling me about the list of hobo wines or yeah. something that you're going through. For 99 cents, I really loaded up. Hey, let's. this is for Mike Pulaski. We're still enjoying this beer because he almost pulled off the upset. Thanks couple so of, much. A couple of great things out of this. Though. Bruce Snyder's your Cal coach. Yeah. All right. And long career for him. And, and Before you, he went on to start beating up on cupcakes at Kansas State. Well, there is that too. Uh, and then you um, you looked at having a touchdown called back because of a holding penalty, which helped you. Mm-hmm. Finish the job. Now, this game ended very, not controversially, but very heart-stoppingly. I remember the offensive coordinator at Cal was Steve Mariucci. Mooch, so, sure. This is Mooch who started to really grow his legend where he would go on to become the head coach of the 49ers, head coach of the Lions, because he was this great offensive genius and he did great work at Cal. This was a close game. Cal was driving down. They were on the Washington 27-yard line. Final play of the game, incomplete. But Washington is offsides. So they get one more play from the 22-yard line. This is the only time Washington was threatened in the fourth quarter all season long. And Pulaski's pass was just over the outstretched fingertips of one of his wide receivers. The ball falls incomplete, and Washington wins. And many players said after that game, they knew that was going to be their big test. It was survive and advance and exhale, and they get out of this big showdown against Cal with a seven-point win. Uh, escape on the road, right? There's always got to be one of those. And all of these special teams that we've examined – the ones that succeeded. Yes. I mean, obviously, we've got the abject failures uh, mixed therein. But for those that finished the job, there's one or two games where they've got to survive some crazy sequence, the near miss, a bogus penalty. But this one at at Cal, I mean, 24-17, your final gets you to 6-0. and You're halfway through. Your defense has played really well. And even here comes up with stops in big spots to thwart Mariucci's best efforts. Uh, but, yeah, you have to exhale and then get back on the grind for the rest of your schedule, and that's exactly what they did. That was the closest game they had played the rest of the season. They had a low-scoring game at USC. They beat them 14-3. to USC was unranked, but it didn't really matter because they weren't really threatened in that game. They get all the way through the rest of their season undefeated. They win the Apple Cup over Washington State. 56 to 21 at this point they're ranked number two in the country and they are going to the rose bowl they score 461 points on the year giving up 101 think about that (laughs) the interesting part of this is as good as the defense was right 101 points in, in 11 games you're talking about 10 points a game mark brunel at this point had come back to the team and he came back and i remember he rushed to come back and he told don james listen i don't want to cause any controversy. I just want to contribute. So in the beginning, he came back and he was just holding 
on extra points. He wanted to come back and get on the field some way, some way, shape, because Billy Joe Hobart's playing well. The team is scoring points. De- there's no reason to make a move. And Brunel was like, listen, I just want to contribute. I, and he came back and he was holding. You know, you come back from a shredded knee and you're actually playing a few months later. That's a big time comeback in 1991 for Mark Brunel to go from March until December. And hey, you're back and actually on the field. But this was Billy Joe Hobart's team and Brunel was coming back. And eventually you knew they were going to have an issue because you have two really good quarterbacks. But for now, for Washington, everything's going okay. Well, you had to have a guy that said, uh, I, I have NFL wants and aspirations. I got to get back out of field and show people I can play. But, you know, in, in terms of just their overall production from an offensive side, we always talk about the 85 Bears and that defense and how brilliant they were. And look, there's uh, thousands of writers who've made careers off the next book or next iteration of the Bears 85 story. But what's often lost is that they were among the highest scoring teams mm-hmm. each and every year, just like this Washington team. You might might be noted for the defensive efforts and the brilliance that they showed and exhibited in some of these big games, but also the fact that they just rolled up on teams time. And again, a couple of 50 burgers mixed therein. Yeah, they rolled it up. So what about Miami? Ranked number two in the country, they headed into a one versus two showdown on November 16th at Florida State. This became the very first wide right game. Now in parlance, it's wide right one because we've had a few more games like this. <laughs> the following year they had yeah, wide right We had two. wide right two. Five games in 12 years between Miami and Florida State, which really was the football rivalry of the mm-hmm. 90s. There was nothing bigger than that. Notre Dame didn't have a bigger one. Michigan-Ohio State wasn't as big because this always came down to Whoever won this game is going to play for the national championship. Right. You know, not even Ohio State, Michigan was like that. Ohio State was like, we win, we can play for the title. Michigan's like, we win, we can play in the Blue Bonnet Bowl, and we're still going to beat you. But the this Blue was Blue Bonnet Bowl, nicely done. Five games in 12 years were decided by a late field goal attempt. Not always a field goal, but a field goal attempt. This was wide right one in which the Miami Hurricanes led this game 17-16, but Florida drove to the doorstep in the final seconds. On third down, with 29 seconds left, Florida State decided now we're going to kick the final field goal, which nowadays blows you away. First of all, why would you kick with 29 seconds left and give Miami any kind of time with the football when all they need is a field goal? But Bobby Bowden decided we're going to kick on third down, 29 seconds left to go from 34 yards away. This is as chip a shot as you get in college football. 34 yards on the 17-yard line. This is going to be it. But what happens? Jerry Thomas misses wide right. This is Bobby Bowden running on the field, looking, taking his helmet off, going, taking his hat off, going, (laughs) he missed. And Miami wins, and they move up to being number one in the country. Here's the best part about this. Prior to 1991, the uprights were narrowed by four feet. Think about that. Almost five full feet. Five full feet. This kick missed by about the length of a football. So if this were the old uprights in 1990, and you remember what it looks like watching a college football game from the 80s and 90s, how wide the uprights were, they narrowed them by four feet. If they don't make that change, this field goal goes in. Florida State may go on to win a national championship, and college football history is rewritten, but instead we get wide right one. Then you would have had uh, Nick Saban chasing Bobby Bowden. And Bobby Bowden and Bobby Bowden, and we would have never heard the end. Uh, quote, an interception, a bounce ball, you lose the game. You'd kick yourself in the rear for the rest of your life. 
So that was Bobby Bowden's quote thereafter, and Keith Jackson was on the call, so you get the pageantry of him uh, giving this punctuation mark to a rivalry that all these years later, I mean, you do so many documentaries on how these teams battled for supremacy. So that was the win of the season for Miami. They moved to number one in the country. They have a tough game the week after at Boston College. Talk about going off this big win. We beat Florida State. We're on the road at Boston College. And that's a dogfight. And they win this game 19-14. But they get the benefit of the doubt from the pollsters. Okay, it's a week after they play a big game. They go and play San Diego State in their last regular season game of the year. They win 39-12. So they head into their bowl game in the Orange Bowl, the number one team in the country. And this is a really weird schedule for Miami to play. As we mentioned, they played a partial Big East schedule. I mean, look, the conferences back in the early 90s with the new ones in the Big East, they were all insane. I mean, who plays a schedule like this? Think about this. This is... Miami schedule, right? You think about the ACC and the conferences they, you know, and, and where they play and you're playing your conference games and then you're not going very far. You're playing teams close to you. This is their schedule, okay? Big East, 1991. Arkansas, Houston, Tulsa, Oklahoma State, like they're playing in the Big 12. Then it's Penn State, Long Beach State, Arizona. Long Beach State. West Virginia. Florida State, Boston College, San Diego State. I mean, they're, this they're is like a, Notre Dame. You're an yeah. independent. They're like they're like the traveling all stars. We're going to all across the country and play wherever we want. Barnstorming tour. <laughs> wow. So they go on to the Rose Bowl. I'm oh, sorry, they go on to the Orange Bowl where they were going to play number eleven Nebraska. Meanwhile, for Washington, they would go to the Rose Bowl facing number four Michigan. These were the top two teams in the country. And coming up next, even though we had two wins, didn't mean there wasn't a ton of controversy. That's coming up next right here. Special teams, Jason Smith, Mike Harmon. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. 
Plus. When you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. So just how did it shake out that Miami and Washington split the national championship in 1991 and fostered a big change in college football? First, let's talk about the Rose Bowl. It was the game earlier in the day, the granddaddy of them all, middle of the afternoon. Washington crushes Michigan 34 to 14. This is when Michigan would routinely go to the Rose Bowl and get killed by whoever was in the Pac-10. <laughs> this game wasn't close. You talked about running up the score at the end of the game to impress the pollsters. Two things happened at the end of this game. Michigan got an oh by the way touchdown to turn a 34-7 game into a 34-14 game and with Washington inside Michigan's 10-yard line in the final minute with their third string quarterback in the game, they decided take a knee rather than run up the score so this final score is 34-14 where had they played more for the jugular it could have been 41-7 and maybe that flips a few votes their way that go Miami's way maybe a, a little bit of gamesmanship that should have been considered right you, you go sportsmanship versus well what are the true rules of engagement here and the coaches all recognize what's at stake here that that's not something that you know Gary Moeller is going to lose his mind over he might make a, a side-eye comment about it after the game, mm -hmm. but he recognizes how this is played. <laughs> you know, you, you're going for a national title, and you've got another team in Miami that, that's right there with you. At this point, Brunel is back, and he's getting a couple of series each half. He threw a touchdown pass in this game. Also, had a big day from Billy Joe Hobart. But the touchdown I talked about, Tyrone Wheatley, ran for a 53-yard touchdown with less than five minutes to go in the game. And that's one of those broken plays that, listen, you'd stop Michigan all day and Tyron Wheatley gets in the end zone. I'm telling you, 41-7 looks a lot better than 34-14 when you're talking about impressing people who are making that vote. And that could have really tipped it because this was close both ways. Well, especially when you don't have people that necessarily see how the game flows. They just know the final score. Don't let it go to the judges is really what it all comes down to. <laughs> Never let it go to the judges. So after this entire day of bowl activity, back when everything was on January 1st, and we watched all the way through to the end, the Orange Bowl was always the final bowl game of the night. Right. So this is the last game. Miami and Nebraska. And Miami and Nebraska have played many classic games over the years. This was not one of them. <laughs> this was Miami absolutely crushing the Cornhuskers 22 to nothing. It wasn't a big outpouring of offense for Miami, but Nebraska had nine first downs in this game and 171 total yards. This is almost 30 years later. They could still be playing that game, and Nebraska wouldn't have any points. First shutout in 18 years. So... <laughs> When you can put that in any press release, and that's one of the leads, then when you get to the voting processes again, taking the AP and the coaches and looking into that, that it's going to add a little bit of extra push. Obviously, Nebraska defensively did well. It came down to a, a lot of Carlos Huerta kicks. Carlos Huerta was there for about nine years it seemed in like Miami it, back he? then. Yeah. So they win this game. 
And now we have to wait for the votes because this is the number one and number two team in the country. The number one team played the number 11 team. The number two team played the number four team. And the votes were close in both polls. Miami wins the Associated Press poll. Washington wins the coaches poll. So they split the national championship. Many people were not satisfied with this. Again, this is another split national title. And this sparked the beginning of what was called the Bowl Coalition, which was absolutely awful. This was a way (laughs) college football tried to figure out a way to get the best teams playing against each other in the bowl games, right? Kind of what the BCS did. We're trying to get number one versus number two. The attempt. And yeah. yeah. But this didn't work. And this is why this is doomed to failure because it, it all depended on teams who were contracted to different bowls if they were able to play in one bowl game or not. But this is back when the Orange Bowl usually at least had part of the national championship involved in it because it was always Miami, Florida, Florida, one of those teams, Nebraska was contracted to play or the the Big 12 winner was contracted to play in the Orange Bowl. So usually it turned out to be some sort of form of Nebraska, Oklahoma, Miami. But still, this is doomed to failure because the number one thing about this was it didn't include the Pac-10 or the Big 10 because they were still contracted to play in the Rose Bowl. In the Rose Bowl. So you're talking year. about these two teams can win the title. No, no, we're not in the Bowl Coalition. Wait, really? Why are we doing this then? I don't know. It's better than what we have. Well, anything was an improvement, right? This is how it always came down to pass. It, it, even now, when you, you look at where the playoff is, as you and I sit and look back at this 91 season, there's still a groundswell to make changes to where we're at. And you would argue, I think at least from where I sit, it's light years ahead of where you were. You know, people blindly throwing throwing their weight by, yeah, they won by how many? All right, vote them <laughs> higher. And then the, as you said, the information director instead of the coach or maybe just friend of the show uh, would be in to fill things out. So, you know, boosters and whatever else. So bit by bit, you have improvement. I mean, we're talking narrow margins here, right? Like four points in one poll, nine points in the other, and here we have chaos, controversy, and a split national title. Uh, and when you refer to Carlos Huerta, he is first-team All-American Carlos Huerta. Oh, I thought you were going to say sir or <laughs> something like that. Miami had five first-team All-Americans. Meanwhile, Washington had 11 players taken in the NFL draft led by Steve Entman, who went number one overall to the Indianapolis Colts. Mario Bailey, star wide receiver on the team. He went later on in the draft as well. Of course, this is when the draft was 12 rounds, so you could take a lot of players. That's all right. They still got drafted. I'm not going to take that away from them. So Miami wins. Washington wins. We're sick of split national championships, and we have the Bowl Coalition. This was really ready to rear its ugly head again the following year because what happened? Washington started out the season 8-0. They were on a 22-game win streak under Billy Joe Hobart, who was still the starting quarterback. Mark Brunel again was back. Both of them had NFL futures. Brunel was playing a little bit more, but it was still Hobart's team. Mm -hmm. And Washington was rolling. And then the story breaks with Washington at 8-0 that Billy Joe Hobart took $50,000 from a family friend, which is, of course against NCAA rules. He is ruled ineligible. Mark Brunel steps in, but it's not the same. Washington wins one more game, but finishes nine and three. So what could have been back-to-back national championships, or at least in theory, depending what the bowl coalition would have figured out, turned into just an okay season. This also marked the end of Don James because he resigned over a two-year bowl ban that Washington got because of Billy Joe Hobart. He goes in one year, 
from being the guy who steps into the void, the biggest question mark, oh my God, no Mark Brunel, doesn't matter, he's great, and then he's the guy that brings down the Washington program that could have been back-to-back national championships. Yeah, kind of an interesting thing, right? When you look at what Don James was doing as well, they they had had that run in the late 80s where they weren't particularly good, eight wins or fewer. He didn't take a raise after a 6-5 and five season in 88. All of these things, now you're a title you know, split title and with, with over and you look at the $50,000 loans and part of the ruling was, well, he had no assets or a payment schedule. Like how many loans have been put out in America for many different things, cars and, and for homes, I mean, go back through the housing stuff. People are getting loans with anything. <laughs> There's nothing. I mean, this is, but the NCAA being the NCAA, they came and cracked down and it's the end of what could have been a huge run here. A lot of these guys, as you said, go on to the NFL, over being among them, but never really has his career take off. 23 touchdowns, 25 INTs for the career, and a QB rating, our favorite stat of just 67. Mm. Uh, Brunel, of course, had the big career with the Jaguars going to the AFC Championship game early on in his career. He was fun. He was mobile. He was a really good quarterback for a long time, and you think, boy, if he didn't get hurt, I mean, they obviously they won. If he was still the quarterback all next year, could yeah. they have won? Because he had to step in and suddenly start playing full football games when he hadn't done so. Southpaw who could run. So you had that element was certainly pivotal to his success with the Jaguars. But think about different element that you add to an offense there where you were already built for speed, something that they had shifted to in terms of their analysis and recruitment of players in those prior couple of years. Before we get to where are they now, just a little bit on Don James, head coach at Washington, who was a head coach who was always respected, but by and large, he escaped the general spotlight because of coaches like Jimmy Johnson, Bobby Bowden, Joe Paterno back then. But he resigned in protest over what he thought were the unfair sanctions against his team for these infractions that revolved around Billy Joe Hobart. He wasn't named specifically as having broken any rules, but he decided to resign in protest. And that was it for him. And later on, he did an interview with the Seattle Times in which he said resigning probably saved his life because of the coaching that Tola was taking on him. Everything going on was just so much. Uh, he died in 2013 at the age of 80. And, uh, you know, he's someone that when you hear them speak about his name now, it's of that legendary status. Now, maybe West Coast, maybe, boy, Don James, boy, what a program he ran. What a horrible way it had to end for him there was resigning. But at least he was able to look at his resignation and say, you know what? Hey, I had a great quality of life after that. Oh, and he stood up for something, right? He, he stood up and it's one of the long list of players and coaches who've raised their hand at the way the NCAA from where I sit again, arbitrarily decides how they're going to rule on different things. 178, 76 and three, three ties. That's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. uh, 10 and five in bowl games, three time pack 10 coach of the year, all sorts of other coaching coach of the year honors, obviously the national title and then six 
Pac-8, Pac-10 championships overall. I mean, that's that's a distinguished career. He was just 60 years old when he stopped. He never entertained any other offers. He said doctors told him if he kept coaching, he probably would have died from stress uh, five years after that. So it was great for Don James to be able to enjoy uh, the rest of his life the way he did. And look, the guy got a national championship. He became a legend. Uh, what about some of those players and other personalities from these two teams? Where are they now, Mike Harmon? Now we got a couple of them. Obviously, we know Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, he went on to do something? Jumanji. Did he go on to do anything? He became the greatest entertainer, most electrifying entertainer uh, in, in sports history. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson. Never heard. Not ringing a bell. Yeah. No, it's Pirate right. Steve. Pirate. With a pirate. <laughs> He's got the patch. All right. How about Kip Vickers? Guard. Accounting, IT, website design. But I wish I could have figured out the, the right website to run to make money. Yeah, I never have. I, I just joined that fray a little bit too late. Uh, Darren Smith, real estate investment, development, uh, and then also does some religious uh, Bible study work. You got Leon Searcy. You mentioned him earlier. He's the CEO of Real Men Block, and you'll like this for it's got a two-pronged approach. Right? All right. One, it's we're going to train linemen, and we're going to train them up. The other, it's apparel for big men. Oh, I like that. Take care of that. But guys need guys need clothes. What about shorter guys? What about guys who aren't linemen but are like 5'9", five, 5'10"? Five, Will that work? With short, stocky builds? You just look like the Hamburglar running around. <laughs> I don't know. I'd li- On the other side, we got our buddy Lincoln Kennedy. You know, he's works for the Raiders for years, played in the, the National Football League, College Football Hall of Famer, uh, our team at Fox Sports Radio. He once introduced me to a number of people at a party where I was mocked openly by a Ray Lewis uh, because my shoulders are wider than his. Wow. Yeah. You got that going. If I tell you, if you ever get on Tinder, you make sure you write that. Yeah, it was a pretty good uh, circle of people. So you got Donovan McNabb, Jerome Bettis, Lincoln Kennedy, Donovan McNabb, and here's Ray Lewis. You said Donovan McNabb like four times. I there. will again. Is that just for me? He's a Chicago guy, okay. and he's for you. <laughs> sure. Uh, and he, well, but he remembered that. So anytime I've run into Donovan since or been on the radio with Donovan, mm-hmm. he's kind of mentioned that and kind of uh-huh. had a laugh at, Look at uh, that. because Ray Lewis said that, um, well, God had shorted me. I'll keep it clean <laughs> for the podcast. Uh, Napoleon Kaufman, uh, football coach up in Oakland and an ordained minister. Leif Johnson, running back. Uh, he's doing mergers and acquisitions. I thought you said Leaf Garrett there for a second. You wanted it to be Leaf Garrett. I did. Uh, you've got Ed Cunningham, was a broadcaster at ESPN sure. for a long while, the center. Uh, he walked away as the concussion issue really took over the narrative in college and pro football. But here's one I thought you might like, because I'm sure you being a big movie buff like I am, he helped produce A Fistful of Quarters, The King of Kong. Remember Billy Mitchell, oh, the yeah. battle for uh-huh. supremacy on da, Donkey da, Kong? Da, 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 and he was always wearing da, a, a da, shirt and tie da, while da. he was playing video mm-hmm. games. It was this battle. <laughs> it's really an amazing thing. If you haven't seen it, folks, go to that. And last one, from Ant Farm and from Saturday Night Live, Finesse Mitchell oh, was that's part right. of this squad as that's well. That's right, Finesse Mitchell was on. That's so I forgot about know. that. Well, you know, The Rock wasn't the only Hollywood star here. See, when I say rock stars, it's rock stars. People understand that was the Miami Hurricanes. How about that? So there it is, our look back at the 1991 split national championship between Washington and Miami. You want to hit us up on Twitter at How About a Fresca? Mike is at Swollen Dome. Any ideas for future special teams podcasts? Hit us up. Mike and Jason, we'll talk to you next time.
before you go, rate and review the show. Whether you're listening on iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio apps, Apple, whatever it is. Give us a rate. Tell us you like it. We will love you forever and ever and ever. Special Teams is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.